0: It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say. It's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. Happy Monday. Uh, You're stuck with me today, humans. Rachel Hollis is shooting her upcoming show. Rachel Hollis has an upcoming show. Yes, Rachel Hollis is shooting a show that she has that will be on a platform called Quibi. It comes out in April and she is on set with a whole crew of humans pointing cameras and telling her to be awesome on screen. So she is doing that and I am here to regale you with some fun, some encouragement, uh, a reminder of how much we are in control of what we do. If you have never been here before, where have you been? We have been doing this on the regular forever and ever, and we are excited that you're here. We are a community of people who do not look the same, who do not act the same, who do not believe the same, vote the same, love the same, and we still come together. Sometimes it's because of those differences that we are able to connect, and see the humanity in each other, and in that humanity may be afforded an opportunity to soften some of the sharper edges of our heart and connect better with other people. Welcome to the Start Today Morning Show. My name is Dave. You know what we haven't done for a very long time. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise and remove your hats. It's time. It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about as no if about- no, 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 no one is talking about It's the remake Oh my oh my oh my is talking about as if no one 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 is talking about right it's me i'm dave rach is not here the song she's a liar thank you the sarah sunshine for having created this song for the dj for putting a trap remix on it we appreciate both of you on this monday morning y'all it's monday who had a weekend who had a good weekend i hope you all had a great weekend we had a busy weekend the hollises had a weekend this weekend uh, we had a human being in our family, Jackson, turned 13 this last week, and so we celebrated Jackson by going to my least favorite place on the entire planet, a, an amusement park full of roller coasters. And here's the thing, it's not that I don't like fun, I mean, I don't love fun, but I definitely do not like fun that requires motion or heights. I do not, I am not interested in motion or heights, but this boy, he's 13, his pal, our younger sons, and Rachel Hollis, who by the way, is a massive roller coaster fan. Who knew? I did not know because it did not occur to me to take her to a place that I hate. She was in her element, she was ready to go. So we go, there's a Six Flags, All over Texas, they have these Six Flags things, and we went down to San Antonio, and we had ourselves an experience at an amusement park. Now, uh, by the way, if you're wondering, is February 1st the right kind of time to go to avoid the crowds? It is. There was nobody there. I actually was feeling sad for a second for the people who are working at this Six Flags because there were not enough people for them to say hi to, but... As a consumer who was interested in rolling into lines, it was a gift. Thank you. Thank you everyone for staying away from Six Flags San Antonio on February 1st because it made our experience lovely. But I am terrified of heights. I'm terrified of heights. It makes me human. I'm not embarrassed of my fear of heights. I just, from the word go, have had trouble being comfortable in high spaces. My dad, he's a contractor. He just retired this year. Congrats, dad. Uh, But he was a contractor for the entirety of my life where going up on a roof and doing something was a thing. And every single time, freaked me out. These roller coasters, they're taller than a roof. I will tell you that, science. And when we get there, not even when we get there, as we're driving there, Ray Ray Hollis, Inspiration Unicorn, says in the car how she is going to take on the scariest, most exhilarating, the craziest rides to show herself that she can. Of course she did. We're trying to go to a birthday party and she's thinking about how this experience will change her mindset. And I'm like, challenge accepted. I am here for this also lady, let's go. And the reality is she might have been Rachel hollis me because I don't even think she has fear of these things. But when she said it, I was like, you know what? I gotta show myself I can do hard things. I gotta show myself I can do stuff that I am not interested in doing. I gotta show myself that even though I get motion sick walking to the car if I'm not driving, let, I'm gonna You know what? I'm going to push myself into these uncomfortable spaces just to show the power of mind over matter. And it happened to have happened on Saturday before I was running this very long run yesterday. I ran 22 miles yesterday. More on that in a second. But I was running 22 miles yesterday, and I knew that fact on Saturday. And so I decided, you know what? I am probably, at a certain point in an almost four hour run, going to need to tap in to something in the mind over matter capacity. So you know what? Come at me. Come at me, tall, tall attraction. Come at me. The whistler, the, 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 the old gold miner, I don't know what they're called. They all have weird names. But whatever it was that was the fastest roller coaster, I was like, you know what? Bring it. I will do this even though I don't want to, even though I have like all of these limiting things in my head about how I don't know that I can handle this hard thing. The, the tall one, you ever go to that tall one? They like pull the little thing over you. You're sitting on this very bizarre saddle. You are now dangling over uh, what is like two feet of space between your feet and the ground. And then someone pushes a button and it, it makes a vacuumy sound. You know that you are close to your doom. And then you lift up and then it just springs you immediately 40 miles into this into the sky I went out of the stratosphere of our atmosphere what is happening with my email I mean I am trying to tell a story an email you are messing with me hold please it like woo took me up so fast and no one else in our group was interested in experiencing the 40 miles in the sky version of an attraction, which then made me feel like I had to volunteer to be the human who would put myself on this death machine just to show myself that I can survive something that freaks me out. And there I went, sat on the old thing, went down, said a prayer. If this is the time, if this is the time that this safety harness is supposed to fall off, God, I'll be right there, and boom, we did it, and I'll tell you what, I got off I got off that ride, and I was like, I can do anything. Like, I was so on fire for having done it that uh, truly, I was like, what other fears do I have? Like, I'm not in some crazy, now the slack is going. What, I mean, people are trying to do work here at the Hollis Company, and I gotta shut it down. We're having a morning show here, people. Uh, But I was just like, I was like, let's go. I was Hank the Tank, like just ready to go do all the things, everything, anything. And it was awesome. It was great. And then we went to the tallest, uh, fastest, like there's a sign that's like, warning, warning, warning. Uh, This is not for people who have any of these conditions. And then there was like 70 pages of things. Like if you don't like getting splinters in your hands, if you bristle at the sight of blood, if you like all these warnings. And I was like, this is the one. This is the this is the roller coaster that I am supposed to go on today. I am ready. Is there a danger if you get motion sick? Oh, there is fantastic. I'm always motion sick. Let's go. I just went to the top of the universe and came back. I feel like an astronaut over here. Put me in this chair. And this thing, it goes straight up. You know, it's like, and then it inverts. It inverts. I was actually leaning on a bar. I am a 226.2 pound man. I was testing the limits of this roller coaster. (kissing) Boom, we did it. Four minutes. And the point is, the point is, when I got off of both of these rides to have faced something that was frightening to me and have survived it, but not even just survived it, felt so much pride for having survived it, it changed the way I thought about my ability to do hard things. You know what? Rachel Hollis was right. Arrgh! I hate it when I have to say that out loud. But she, in like wanting to push herself and, and me into this situation that would change the way that I thought, about what I could handle, man, it primed me for yesterday. Because yesterday, we went into a day. And when I say me, I mean me and the roads. I am preparing for a marathon. never run a marathon. Some of you are probably sick of being pummeled by me talking about running. I don't care. I ran 22 miles yesterday. So buckle up. We're going to talk about it for a second because I did not... Previous to my training for this dang marathon, believe myself to be a human being that could run 22 miles. I didn't think I could run 18 miles. And now I have evidence of my ability to do this thing because I went and dropped 22 miles on those dang roads, though. It was hard. It was way harder than I was thinking it was going to be, but there were some lessons from having run into my fear from the day previous, while well, I'm pushing myself past a threshold of running that I'd never ever been exposed to before. You get to 20 miles and you start going a little tiny bit delirious. You get 20 miles, it was a little warmer than I thought it was gonna be, there was a lot more wind than I was expecting, my legs are tired, I'm starting to believe some of the stories that had previously been told to me about what tall runners can and can't do. Right, like I was a person who grew up for 36 years of my life believing a story informed by someone else's fear about what tall runners can't do, as in tall people can't be runners, as in tall people have bad backs and bad hips and bad knees if they run, so don't run, running will destroy you. And so I just accepted their fear-based reality as my truth. And then one day, eight years ago, I decided to run a 5K. I was challenged by a colleague at work. I decided to run a 5K, and I ran and didn't die. Like getting on a roller coaster, I ran and I didn't die. And in not dying, I started to wonder if maybe the truth that I'd accepted from someone else was actually my truth or if it was some manifestation of their fear, of their worry, of their reality that didn't apply to me. And so here I am. Running 22 miles was a thing that I never thought that I could do, and dang it, I did it, and I want to challenge you, because running, it turns out, is a huge analogy for life. I don't know what your 22-mile thing is going to be this week. You are going to be faced with something that feels bigger than you can handle, that because of someone else's story of how people who are wired like you, people who look like you, people who have your gender, have your state, are able to handle these things. And you get to decide if those stories that you've been sold are the truth of your reality, are the truth of your existence, are the truth of your experience. I now have as a fact in my set of experiences, the reality that I can run 22 consecutive miles And I didn't know that to be a fact previous to yesterday. And now that I know it, I'll know it forever. And I had to push myself into a place where I was uncomfortable and a little bit afraid and worried about the possibility that the story that someone else had told me could come true in the midst of a very long run. And now that it hasn't, I have even more evidence of how ridiculous it was for 36 years for me to believe a story of somebody else's fear. Important for me to say this. If you are watching this and you're like, oh, well, that must just be because you're wired a certain way or you have a certain makeup or you have like, no, no. That is a story that you're believing also. Yesterday happened to be 2 2 2020. I ran 22 miles on 2 2 2020 and I was never in my entire life until 2 2 2020 able to run 22 miles. I saved 22 miles for 44 years. And I know this to be an absolute truth, on 1-1-2011, I couldn't run a single mile, one single mile without stopping. So if you have some story in your head that it's too late to start, and I'm talking about running and I'm not talking about running, If you have in your head that it's too late for you to start your thing, your dream, your side hustle, the transition from you being someone who stays at home to gets back in the workplace, someone who's in the workplace to coming into the home, whatever it is, if you have a story about it being too late, then you will find evidence of that reality to confirm that story being true, but it's not unless you believe it. I thought I wasn't a runner. I thought I wasn't a runner, and now I know that I am. And it took me challenging a set of beliefs that I had forever and ever to realize my truth. And you're going to have to push past things that you believe to be true in your life to find yours as well. And it, frankly, it won't be easy. It was not easy to run 22 miles yesterday. My like, ability to recover from this run is a product of the way that I have been training, is a product of the way that I fueled myself through the run, is a product. Frankly, I was out in the gym this morning at 5 a.m. Ran 22 miles yesterday and was out in the gym this morning. And there'll be plenty of people like, Dave, you need rest, Dave, you need rest. No, I don't get injured from running these distances because of the consistency that I have in being in that garage. I stretch like crazy. I'm working on my strength. I'm making sure that I'm fueling my body with the things that I need. This is an analogy, people. You might not want to be a runner, okay? But the life you say you want requires consistency in how you're training for that life. The life you say you want requires fuel that feeds that life, the consistency, the fuel, the practice, the routine, and the belief. Right, you have to believe that you can conquer the thing of your of your calling, of your life, of your pursuit. And if and if you can't stay consistent in it, if you start believing the stories of other people, man, you'll fall off, and it will be it'll be tough, it'll be hard. So anyway, it was an awesome weekend. There was a game last night. Did we watch that game? I mean, I. Don't know that we had a rooting interest necessarily outside of the fact that one of my kids put on all red and chose Kansas City. It was the first time anyone's rooted for Kansas City in this house in our lifetime. But hey, how about a how about a good game like that? Uh, there was a halftime show. You all see this halftime show? Shakira, Shakira, and JLo. Lo. I mean, they're forty-three-year-old and fifty-year-old women who were like moving and running and doing all kinds of crazy things. Uh, it's two things, my observations, you know, take your own observations. One, uh, I think it's an awesome testament to uh, like bad A women who are like, honestly, at the peak of their game, showing what's possible at their age. And also, uh, I don't know that they maybe spend as much time explaining how much work it takes and how uh, much time they are afforded to be in that kind of shape. Uh, you know, JLo like, has a job and her job is to be that physically fit and that kind of physical fitness comes with a commitment to probably being in a gym or working with professional trainers for five hours a day in addition to someone who's preparing food and making sure that everything's fantastic. So on the one hand, I want to honor, holy cow, what an amazing showcase of talent. Oh my goodness, girl power, let's go. I love that there was so much like Latin energy on the stage, amazing. And also, let's just acknowledge that the people who were, you know, showing you what it, you know, can look like at fifty, also have dedicated, you know, fourteen hours a day to making sure that they look that way. Be a little realistic about the whole thing. Uh, <clears throat> hey, I want to talk to everyone about the Austin, the Austin tour stop of the book tour. I am very, very excited about this. Uh, we have, now shoot, i got to ask somebody, I closed my slack because now i got to make sure I don't mess this up, but we have the Austin tour stop of the book tour as a thing that has been announced but not uh, described to humans, when do the tickets go on sale for Austin? Uh, And we are going to tell you today what it's going to be about and what day they'll go on sale so that if you're interested in joining us, man, we'd love to have you. It is the single tour stop, the only tour stop of the book tour for Get Out of Your Own Way, that Rachel Hollis will be joining. Yep, calling the big guns. Ray Ray Hollis is going to be at the tour stop in Austin, Texas. It's going to be at the Paramount Theater. It will be on March 24th. And we're going to have some fun with it. It's going to uh, be a little unconventional relative to the rest of the tour stops, in part because she'll be there. Um, So we're going to try and make it a little bit of a variety show, if you will. I think we're going to do a little bit of like a live uh, Start Today Morning Show-ish kind of uh, let's have some fun uh, like we normally do in the mornings here. We'll do a a live uh, Rise Together podcast-ish kind of thing, and then we'll do a live uh, book tour question answered. And, Dave, tell us all the things. Um, so that it feels a little bit like, um, like a variety show. We might even call it variety show. What the heck? Uh, but I'm excited about it. As soon as someone responds to this darn slack that I just sent, I'm going to tell you what day that they'll go on sale. But, um, there's about, I, I want to say the, the capacity of the building is pretty big. There's like a thousand tickets. So um, if you're interested and in town, you're, you want to go, man, uh, we're going to have ourselves a really, really fun time. I am uh, I'm excited for it and I appreciate uh, that it being in town is the thing that let my wife jump on into this tour. If you're not going to Austin, never fear. Never fear. I, in the Austin stop, I'm going to be honest. I'm only going to give like 20% because I'm saving 100% for every other stop when it's just me and the humans that I'll be hanging out with. It's not really true, but it's kind of true. I am just, uh, I am blown away by the way that people have responded to the book tour. We've, <laughs> there are more than 5,000 human beings that are gonna hang out with me in cities across this country. I am here for it. And part of my workout routine and making sure that I am uh, like conditioning myself is because I wanna show up really, really well for all of you throughout this entire tour. So uh, thank you. Thank you to everyone who has bought a ticket. I cannot wait uh, to see you. All right, with that, the last five minutes of this Start Today morning extravaganza. Uh, are there any questions for this, the one-man army, Dave, before I head over? Apparently, I'm in a shoot of an episode of the show that she's shooting today. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to be wearing this blue shirt, but. We'll see when we get there. Uh, are there any questions? Uh, yeah, I, I've noticed uh, also Toronto and Los Angeles. Yep, we are still working on the details. Uh, we are committing to letting everyone know what's happening in both Toronto and LA on March 1st. So if you're in those cities, we will let you know we're, we're coming in hot. We're coming in hot. Uh, let's see. When I say we, I mean me. That's right. When are the Rise Run tickets going on sale? The Rise Run tickets are going on sale in about two weeks. So we will make an announcement here very soon, but we're just a couple weeks away. It will be in the month of February, and we are currently in the month of February. So stay tuned for that. Uh, We're excited for that run. Hopefully my running is... uh, encouraging you to get your heart ready for a half marathon because I need a whole bunch of half marathon runners to to come and hang out with me. Uh, Let's see. What do you do with your empty water bottles on your run? Thank you, Tracy. Hard hitting question. I leave them in the bushes and then I after my run is done. Something else is making noise. After my run is done, I come back around and uh, I pick them all up because that is what I have to do. Uh, Is there a list of what your coaching classes are about? In fact, yes, Rachel, all of the classes, 12 classes for life coaching, 12 classes for career coaching, every single class, we have identified ahead of time so that you know exactly what it is. If you go to the hollisco.com and hit the coaching tab, you can see every single one. What do you use or eat to fuel yourself during your run? So I put it in my stories yesterday, I had so much fuel. So before I run, I have uh, a little mix of pre-workout, something called BCAA. It's got a little hydrator. It has, uh, I put uh, a little beet uh, powder in, good for circulation, uh, and a little honey and a little vitamin C. So that's the first thing, shake it up. Then I make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which I don't think is on any running website as a professional recommendation of what you do before you run. I just like peanut butter and jelly. So I have that. Then I had a banana and I had uh, a a protein bar. Okay, so that was my like breakfast pre-run. Then I had five stations every four or five miles. I hid a half a banana, already peeled in a plastic bag, a half a tangerine and a half a protein bar. And at two of the stations, I had a reusable water bottle of electrolyte-filled water, and so then every, you know, call it every 45 minutes or so, I'm running, I'm running, there's that bush, reach in, keep running, open, banana, keep running, tangerine, protein bar, then have the water, drink, 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 where's a new bush? Bush, and then I come back and pick them up, and I have a little like zipper bag that I run around my waist, and I put the plastic bags in there, and, uh, and that's what I do, there you go. Uh, let's see. Is there a kids option for the Rise Run? I don't know. We'll have to find out. I'm not sure about that. Uh, I'm not sure about that. When are more planners coming in? Uh, the next round of planners launch at Target, I want to say on May 1st, but they may not have announced that yet. So I may be in trouble for saying that out loud. Uh, I love the way you say tour, pronounce t- tournament, tournament, tournament. Tournament, tour, tour, and tournament have two totally different uh, sayings. Chris, dang it! Uh, There you go. Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Price range for the rise, run. So we have not yet announced ticket pricing, but we're trying to make it as affordable as possible. I want to say, I don't want to say without and get in trouble. But Mike, I will tell you, we as a team have sat and talked about making sure that this can uh, be as affordable as possible and have been looking at like similar, like the Magnolia run as a, for example, to see like, is there a way for us to price this in a way that's close to something else that already exists? So as soon as I know for sure, I will tell everyone, but we are conscientious of not wanting to make this something that um, price becomes a barrier for you. Uh, Let's see. What are your thoughts on ketones for fuel? I don't know what ketones are. It sounds like a, a, a a blues band from the 70s. Uh, I don't know anything about nutrition. I am absolutely, absolutely the worst. I Remember when I just told you I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to uh, uh, start my run? Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else? Did anyone take your water bottles this week? No. I put a little note on the side of my water bottle saying, please don't take me. I'm coming back. My name is Dave. Uh, let's see. Teen boy education? Question mark. Uh, I gave this to a rec- as a recommendation to someone who uh, sent me a note about this in my DMs this morning. Uh, there are two books that I would recommend if you have a teen human who is interested in like uh, being connected to things that maybe can help them with their mindset or motivation. Um, seven effective, seven highly effective habits of teen humans, teen people, teen boys, teens. Uh, it's like a a, a different version of the Stephen Covey book. And then um, how to make friends and win. Oh man, I can't remember. It's a, I can't remember what, I can't remember what the book is called. It's like a classic, how to win friends and gain. Anyway, I, now, now I'm going to ruin it because I, I don't have it sitting in front of me, but it's a Dale Carnegie book. And it's just like written in 1936. It, the like stories that he tells and the lessons that he teach teaches are as applicable today as they were in 1936, so um, take a look at, at, just look up Dale Carnegie. It's a red-covered book. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Good morning. Oh, good morning. Okay, thank you. Uh, Let's see. Anyone else? Any other questions? Any other questions? How to win friends and influence people. That's what it's called. Yes. At the end of each chapter, there's a very simple takeaway. Uh, It's got mine has a bunch of highlights and dog ears and it's just like the most it's just like the most simple basic stuff for how to connect uh, well with other people how to serve people well how to like have a good value exchange. Anyway, I think it's like one of the few personal development books that could be read by literally any human no matter what level you are at. Uh, You all are on top of this how to win friends and influence people good work. Good work. All right, Uh, ladies and gentlemen. I got to go to set, which is a thing I don't say very often, but I'm married to Rachel Hollis. So I'm going to run over to this new show that she is shooting. I am excited for you to see it once it is done. I hope that you all have a fantastic Monday. Remember, uh, the stories of someone else's fear are stories that are only your truth if you decide to believe it. Really make sure you are paying attention to what you believe, whether it's informed by someone else or or you. Go out today and take a look at what having a fantastic day would look like. If you believe you're going to have a good day, you will find evidence of that good day. I will see you tomorrow. I think with Rachel Hollis, but I got to be honest, I actually do not know. So whether it's both of us or just me, have a fantastic day. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in on the morning Every weekday, 8 a.m. Central, on Facebook and Instagram, on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouch and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die.